Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 8.15 now, Wednesday before Mardi Gras, a tweet from a local meteorologist saying that with the chance for showers on Sunday, exact of the detail, exact details of the forest could take some time to iron. I'll get it out. The exact details of the forecast will take some time to iron out, but stronger thunderstorms will be possible. And this is Zach Fredella from Fox 8 thinking Toth, Bacchus, Sunday are most at risk right now. Now, I don't know if he's talking about Referring it to a day or the exact parades or not, but let's hope not. Ronald Surpass joins us, professor of practice, Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola, former NOPD chief, former head of the Nashville City Police, Washington State Police. We talk about crime every Wednesday morning with him. How are you, chief? Tommy, I'm wonderful. I was listening to you talk about the doors that are blowing off the planes, and I realized next time I fly, I'm going to get a seat next to me for you because I think if the door blows, you could probably plug that hole pretty good. Not anymore. Well, no, right size, right, you know, left to right, not heavy. Used Just, to be, well, maybe. Arms out. Yeah, used to be able to. I don't know about now. You know, the thing I was thinking about is they used to say, um, you know, you got to be strong enough to sit here and, and, and remove the door in case of an emergency. <laughs> now you shouldn't have to, to worry about it. It comes off on its own. It's terrible. Well, where I travel recently from my consulting businesses in cities that are struggling and dramatically with crime so you probably wouldn't have wanted to go anyway i always um keep the seatbelt on seriously as we talk about that because you never know man i'm not gonna get sucked out with that with the plane loses pressure then all of a sudden some of you get sucked out some of you doesn't all right i'll let that go yeah just probably best let's move on <laughs> tell me about um the, it, it struck me wrong it hit the ear wrong when jeff landry said nlpd was in a state of shambles then uh, Mayor Cantrell said she agreed it was. I don't know what Ann Kirkpatrick had to say about this, but the mayor said it was because of the consent decree. And it seems like the governor said because of the consent decree as well. But it, first of all, do you think NOPD is in a state of shambles? And secondly, is it directly a result of the consent decree? Well, my view would be that they've both misinterpreted the state of the NOPD. From the governor's point of view, to say that the NOPD is in a state of shambles could be absolutely 100 percent accurate when you consider the political class of New Orleans has ceased to make the New Orleans Police Department a priority for recruitment and retention since 2011. And from Mayor Cantrell's point of view, that the consent decree is the cause of the NOPD to be in a shambles is absolutely wrong because the NOPD consent decree provided tools, resources, equipment, promotion pr strategies that would have never happened with the same government that's been sucking the NOPD dry with recruitment and retention. So, you know, the other thing is to remember that it's a national talking point that consent decrees are good or consent decrees are disruptive, dependent upon your political ideology. So I think you've seen a little bit of both there. Um, 
What does that say to a guy on a job or a woman on a job with NOPD that the department's in a state of shambles? Is that something they want to hear? No, because they're not the ones who brought this shambles upon themselves. Recall that there are individual employees in any organization who are going to be an embarrassment to themselves, their family, and their employer. That happens in every business on the planet. But the men and women of the NOPD who get up every day and watch the politics of disrupting the support the NOPD needs from elected leaders resulting in more difficulty and the cop having to explain why they're six hours late. You know, what would the world be like, you know, thinking about the way sometimes you put issues back to the people who caused them to happen? What a policy it would be if every time someone had a late call, they had a random call of a council member who had to say, yeah, I voted not to really support the NOPD. That's why it took so long for you to get a call. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cops have to explain that stuff. Yeah, and I, I just I mean, it, 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 it hit my ear wrong. I, I, I just and then for the mayor to jump on it, I, I just I don't know. Didn't like it. Well, I mean, there's a certain there's a certain irony there when the mayor, who's been so caught up in so many issues of poor judgment involving VAPI, involving so many other issues of the NOPD, it's hard to suggest that she, even after six years of service, has a real handle on what's going on in the NOPD. Just look at the five years of crime increase. Another example of what handle does she really have? Let's talk about um, Mardi Gras coming up and state police coming I love in. It. Uh, yeah, comfortable? Everything's to be good. It's going to be what it always is. You know, the Louisiana State Police has been coming to New Orleans since my first Mardi Gras in 1980. And they've always come, and they've always brought 100 to 150 people, and they always do a really good job. Um, The relationship that the NOPD created with the colleges and universities, Tulane, Loyola, uh, Harbor Police, the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office, some other departments in the country are all positive steps to bring as much much people to bear on the the parade route. Remember, we were uh, notorious for creating the policy that the officers had to wear those high yellow reflective vests. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but the reason we did it is so that people could see where the police were right away. We didn't want them wearing their dark jackets, which is fine, except for a parade route. You want to know where they are. That's why they wear hats. That's why they have uniforms that have that high yellow reflective vest. And I hope they continue to do that, not just because it's raining, but because that vest makes it visible for police and people who want to disrupt the night. It's funny you said that, and I don't want to get too much involved in the minutiae here, but I was thinking about that the other day for whatever reason, about wearing the hats. You never see a baseball cap. They always wear their uniform hat, don't they? It's a more professional look, and if you go back to England and the Bobbies, right, the uh, cops are constable on patrol, they wore big hats so that they could be seen in the crowd, and that's still the same thing we do with hats, with horses, those kinds of things. People can see the police right away. Especially if you need them, you want to be able to see them. Yeah, I like the way it looks. I really do. We'll take a break, come back, pick it up with Ronald Surpass, former NOPD superintendent and head of other departments and a consultant and professor of practice Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola. 821, time for traffic now, WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 826, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Ronald Surpass, Professor of Practice, Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola, former NOPD chief. He consults departments all around the country, so I thought I'd get his take on the shooting in Jefferson Parish at the um, officer-involved shooting at the parade on, I guess it was Tuesday night. Did you see the video, Chief? Your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I did see the video, and I want to say to you and the audience, I saw the video, which is the only video. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean there are not other videos. One of the things JP has is a great reputation with its community. Officer-involved shootings, and I've overseen the investigation of hundreds of them, requires a level of patience from media, community, politicians, police unions, because you don't really know everything with the one video. So my advice is give them some time to investigate this, capture all the videos that are all around that intersection, and then you'll start to get a far clearer picture than what we see from one view of one video. If a police officer is under the impression that somebody is trying to run them over, they have the right to shoot, do they not? Departments have some different nuances in that rule. New Orleans, Nashville, uh, Washington State, the policy is clear. If you can get from in front of the car, do so. There's no point in shooting a car that you can get out from in front of. If the car has got you boxed in where you physically can't move, then those department's policies would allow the use of deadly force. I'm not, I'm not aware of what JP's is, so there's nuances. Some departments allow it, some don't. My take after watching the video was I don't know I don't know what the interaction was before or after I don't, I don't know if he saw the police officer or not I, I don't know they'll sort all of that out, Chief. We, before we go in a couple of minutes that are left, uh, you, you were the head of the NOPD. You have, how many years on the job here with NOPD? Twenty five total. Twenty five total. So what what do people need to know when they go to parades this weekend from? The other side of it, from the side of it that's wearing the hat, from the side of it that's been standing up for hours, from the side of it that's trying to have let everybody have a good time, but by the same token, they have to be the police because, you know, that's what they are. What, what do people need to know as they go out to parades this weekend and through Tuesday? They need to have a, right. They need to have a great time, recognize that these officers are working long hours to help have them make a good time. Overwhelmingly, Mardi Gras goes fine. Families up and down St. Charles Avenue, the French Quarter is a different environment. The third thing is, and I tell this to people, my children, all the way up to students today, don't get separated from your friends late at the night because you just don't want to stop. My absolute experience is when young people get separated from their friends, the chances of something going dramatically wrong increase a lot. Third, just thank the cop, right? We had worked out an arrangement with the Mardi Gras crews when I was deputy chief in chief that they would provide two spots for the officers who've never been in a parade, right? I was in tow for a few years. When we did that, the faces of the officers, when they would come back and say, I had no idea what it was like to look at Mardi Gras from the parade float as opposed to looking at the parade float. That goes both ways. Citizens, give those cops a pat on the back. Let them know you appreciate it. Cops, recognize these people have spent a whole year getting ready for this night. Enjoy them and help them enjoy their night. If you throw, if you're on a float, do you want to hand beads to an officer? Do they want that or not? Uh, not particularly, but the good news is if you did hand them to officers, they normally give them to kids, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Gotcha. Thank you, Chief. I appreciate your time. Have a good Mardi Gras, all right? You too. You too. All Bye. right. We'll take a break. Come back. Talk to Arthur Hardy about Mardi Gras. Right now, it's time for news on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.